Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Await to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected, that we are all one. And spirituality has been teaching us this for eons. So what you do to another person you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Extraordinary Experiences with author Emily Radovich. Emily is here with us tonight to share with us um, about how she came about to write this wonderful book of hers, and we'd like to welcome Emily. Welcome, Emily, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Well, Emily, thank are you, you there? Carolyn. Okay. Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Now I can, yes. Oh, good, good. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you so- for having me on your show. Well, thank you for being my guest. It's, it is my honor. It always is my honor and my pleasure um, whenever I have a, a guest come on to share their journey, to share their experiences. Um, so please uh, share with our listeners um, how you came about to write this book. Well, <clears throat> the title of my book is Mystical Interludes. An Ordinary Person's Extraordinary Experiences. And speaking of journey, Caroline, mine has been a long one. Um, I, I don't think I realized what was happening until later in my life. When I opened the cover of my book, I put there a quote by Soren Kierkegaard, the uh, Danish philosopher from the 1800s, And his words are, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. Well, my life over many years since childhood has been frequented with mystical experiences. I grew up, Caroline, during the 40s and 50s when no ordinary person dared talk about a personal experience that wasn't considered quote, normal, unquote. In those days, an an ordinary person who tried to describe an unexplainable or extrasensory experience was immediately dubbed psycho or delusional. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want to be ridiculed or discredited by my friends and most of my family, I kept those astonishing events events to myself. I remembered each one vividly, but I kept them on the back burner without wondering uh, whether they had any purpose and without noticing the profound ways in which they were shaping my reality. 
and also without realizing the richness and and the depth that they contributed to my life. I guess I was too busy living my life forward (laughs) in those days. Mm -hmm. But what happened was I sat down at this stage of life and decided that I should write a an informal biography for my kids and my grandchildren. And what started out to be that bio for my grandchildren took a sharp turn when I came to the first event that was my first spiritual experience. And in my book, I refer to it as experiencing God, quote, unquote. When I started reliving that, exp- that memory, everything lit up within me. My writing flowed. After I completed that story, I well, automatically... Can you share that? Uh, em- em- Emily, can you share that story yes. with our listeners? Okay. Okay, um, mm-hmm. I will. Uh, what happened was um, when I was uh, seven, we lived, we were very poor. My Both my parents uh, survived through the Depression, through the awful poverty of the Depression. My father had to um, work when he was 12 years old. He was pushing a, a wheelbarrow in a, in a coal mine uh, to help support his family. And uh, my mother also had to work, and so they were very, very hardworking, humble people. We lived in a little coal mining village, and um, I had no uh, formal um, religious education because they, my grandparents on my father's side were Russian Orthodox, and my mother's parents were Roman Catholic. So my parents were married by a justice of the peace in order to avoid uh, more family conflicts than they already had. So I used to watch and listen to my mom pray at supper and sometimes before bedtime. And I had, no, as I say, no, no religious training. And I would listen as she spoke to God, our Heavenly Father, as though he were beside her. And each of her prayers was usually different. They included things that were happening in our lives and in the world. She always asked for protection for my dad in the mine and for our soldiers. And she always gave thanks for all we possessed. And her prayers made me very curious about God. When I, I, There was nothing. Um, I had no special talents. Uh, the only remarkable thing about me when I was little was that I had an insatiable curiosity. Mm-hmm. So I was always asking her about God and so on. So she was my role model for praying. What happened was by the time I was seven years old, my, their marriage was struggling, and my mother left my dad and my two brothers, um, four-year-old and uh, 18, 15-month-old, and I were taken to the home of my aunt to uh, to live. My aunt had no children, and she had no patience. And so as a result, um, my brothers and I uh, lived in a 
rather abusive environment. And um, life was very, very difficult uh, for us. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I sometimes thought that God didn't hear me. But I received an answer, and I knew that he had heard. My parents got back together, Caroline, and remained together for the rest of their lives and provided a wonderful family life for us. And their gifts to us and to their grandchildren have been immeasurable. So uh, without giving (laughs) away the details of the story, um, Mm -hmm. that was my first experience with God. And I knew gratitude at age seven that has stayed with me all the days of my life. Wonderful. So as you can see, when I got into that story, um, my heart swelled. And, And as I wrote, I wept. And as I thought back, I could smell the acrid cigarette smoke from my aunt and I could... Uh, hear her voice, and I could feel the misery and so on. And um, it was very, very cathartic. So Uh what happened was I continued to write. And when I, um, the more I wrote, the more I realized the significance of all the experiences um, that I had. To give you an idea of what I'm talking about, let me just uh, read a few of the questions at the introduction of my book, Uh if I may. Sure. It starts with this question. Has anything like this happened to you? After praying to God, you wait for an answer. Then it comes unexpectedly into your mind. It is unexpected because it is not the answer you would have chosen for yourself. Later, you realize it was the perfect answer. Or this, the memory of a recently deceased loved one fills your thoughts. The emotional bond you shared resonates in your heart. At that moment, you hear a sound or a song that informs you that your loved one is letting you know that he or she is there. Or, Mm -hmm. by happenstance, you arrive somewhere just in time to save a person from harm or death. You feel you were guided to the location. Or, without thinking, you write out factual information you had no way of knowing beforehand. You have an or you have an unexpected vision of a past life, or you have a life-changing near-death experience. So I have experienced all of those and Mm -hmm. even more. So those are the events that I wrote about in my book. And my purpose for being on your show is to share those my thoughts about these experiences with you and your listeners and to to invite your listeners and you to share with me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly what we do here on Awake to Oneness Radio. Yes. And actually, as you were reading those questions, and I could say yes to all of them myself. Even when you mentioned about when you were a child and uh, God answered your prayer and the the overwhelming thanks, how, how you felt so thankful that you, you remained in that moment, in that moment of thanksgiving to this present moment. And that's exactly how I felt um, the day I brought my um, my son home from the hospital in December of 2011 when doctors had told me earlier in that month he wasn't going to live. And I, I brought him home on December 30th of 2011. And when I brought him home, and I came home actually after trying to take my own life, the two of us, we came home together. <laughs> uh, and when we came home that day, there was a sense of uh, being thankful to the point of I could never not be thankful again. You know, that I was just overwhelmed with thanks. And even when he did get ill again a few years later in uh, April, of 2014 and he had to go back into the hospital even as he was going that we going into the ambulance to go back to the hospital I said thank you God I didn't know what was going to happen I didn't know if I was going to bring him home again but I still all I could do is say thank you God for giving me extra time with my son you know I don't I want to have even more time with him but I cannot not thank you in this moment, even though he's on his way to the hospital. So I understand what you That's mean exactly. So yeah, when you say you, you you felt so thankful that God answered you and, and with the answer that you were hoping for and praying for, that even at such a young age you kept that thankfulness. You yes. kept that in your heart always. Yes. Mm-hmm. Knowing gratitude like that, and I know you agree with this, Caroline, is is a gift. It's a great mm-hmm. gift yes. to experience that. Well, shall I continue? Oh, definitely. Yes, please. Okay. So to, to move along on the background here, um, the more I wrote, the more I realized the significance of those experiences that I had been kept in the you know secret for so long, and I regretted that I kept them hidden. Uh, I went, the more I wrote about them and the more I thought about them and evolved through them, the more I realized that they should have been strung out like diamonds and pearls because of the ways they've enriched my life. Mm-hmm. Um, That's when my understanding took seed. I started to evolve by looking backward, (laughs) as Kierkegaard said. And Mm -hmm. once I had that epiphany, I felt compelled to share my insights with others. So for that purpose, I selected 10 of my extraordinary events on the basis of their variety and decided to publish them. the most difficult task was coming up with a title. You know, you have all these stories, and what do you call the book? 
And one day, mystical interludes just popped into my head while I was taking a shower. And I have to admit that when that happened and everything that happened afterward, from that moment on, I felt guided to complete this book and to move forward as I am now. And I want to um, define for you what I'm talking about. I used the word, I looked it up. Mystical means something of a spiritual nature that inspires wonder and awe. And Mm -hmm. interlude is an intervening or interruptive period of time, space, or event. So not only do I have I used this term for the title of my book, but I'm also coining this term to refer to events that usually defy description or explanation by the experiencer or those events that are, are known to exist, let's say, outside the normal paradigm um, mm-hmm. and can't be adequately explained by, by science. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that everybody has at least one mystical interlude in their lifetimes. Um, some some of us recognize it, uh, some don't, but I, in writing this book, I realize how important they are, how they can enrich our lives, um, how they can put us, no matter what spiritual path we're on, we can always use um, inspiration. We can always um, use guideposts. Um, we can always use um, other people's experiences to move us forward and, and light our way, and I believe that's what these do. So, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, 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 I understand. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say I understand exactly what you're saying because you did it. You, you, you followed spirit and you put it down in writing and published your book. But in a sense, I'm kind of doing that with this show in the sense I want people to bring people like yourself together to share their experiences and because people can, like you say, people can hear it and then feel empowered to not be afraid to share their experiences and know that, you know, that in sharing that we also inspire others, you know, to either others that have um, relate, can relate to that same experience or others that have experiences that they haven't been sharing because of, like you said, when you were growing up, you felt fearful to share these experiences. So that's, yes. So I was just confirming uh, what you were saying, a hundred, a thousand percent. Precisely. And thank you. Thank you for that um, um, support and confidence. Uh, I I wanted to make clear to your listeners that, uh, I'm not a fortune teller or a channel or a psychic or a wannabe. Um, I'm not any of these things, although there's great value in in, uh, those things with the right people. And I'm not here to preach or to teach, but 
I'm here to share, and I want again want to invite you and others to share with me in my next book, Mystical Interludes 2, a collection of ordinary people's extraordinary experiences. Um, if you've experienced a variety of mystical interludes uh, sufficient for a book, then um, I hope I encourage you to get it out there. But if you uh, remember one or more experiences and would like to share and involve, evolve through your own experiences and those shared by others, I encourage you to read my book, then contact me through my website, which can be reached through either mysticalinterludes.com or emilyrodovich.com. As I say to you, um, Caroline, when I started the book, I, I felt guided. Um, I, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know whether to get an agent or self-publish. or I didn't know what to do. And a dear friend of mine, we were having lunch one day, and this, this was kind of like a shove in the back moving me forward when I talk about guided. And uh-huh. this person said, oh, I have a friend who is an editor and a publisher, and um, he called his friend Penelope uh, of Citrine Publishing, and we talked, and it took off from there. And um, she has really been very helpful in getting me to formulate some of my ideas. So what I'd like to um, t- tell you um, about is what I have come up with when I talk about these ideas, um, what I mean by mystical interludes. And I want your listeners um, to see if they identify with this. Um, A mystical interlude can be anything. It can be very, very um, subtle, like a gut feeling or a quiet answer to a prayer, or it can be um, intense, um, like, um, oh, having a uh, deja vu or um, having uh, hearing from a deceased loved one. Um, it can be earth-shaking, like a near-death experience or... Um, a vision from a past life or a vision of a person or an out-of-body experience. Um, It can be any of those things. Uh, Almost anything that defies explanation. And um, when, when, when these things happen, they often create more problems uh, than anything else. And I think this is one of the reasons that we uh, we don't know or sometimes we miss when they happen in our lives. Um, you know, we miss them completely or uh, perhaps, um, you know, we're, they, they frighten us or that kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. So 
I'm encouraging people to kind of look back and uh, at their own lives and ask themselves if they've ever had anything like what I describe uh, that happened to them. Um, so one of the first questions, one of the first things that happens after you've had one of these experiences is that, and maybe this has happened to you, Caroline, the first thing you, you ask is, well, what made that happen? And the answer stumps you because you know that that occurrence was beyond your mental control. Even though you felt connected to the event in your heart, you didn't make it happen. Um, and here, here's a tried example. Uh, one morning you're looking for a pair of earrings to wear, and you come across a pair that a friend gave you. And you think of her, and you decide to call her that day. And then your day begins and your thought gets lost in your head, and later... That same day, you're standing in a checkout line, and that friend taps you on the shoulder. Later, you ask yourself, what made that happen? Your mind <laughs> answers, I don't know. And if you talk to somebody who's a rationalist, that person might say, um, oh, uh, your friend and you were in the, in the same place at the same time. It's a mere coincidence. And your reaction is probably, well, it's mere when I see people I know when I'm out shopping. We are merely in the same place at the same time. But what made this meeting a coincidence was that my intention to call that particular friend occurred that very same day. It's the timing of our meeting that made the event a coincidence. Uh -huh. Although you know you didn't make it happen, in your heart you feel somehow connected to the process. So I'm just giving you a trite example. Um, the first right. question, you know, what uh -huh. made it happen? Right, and then you well, go to the uh, can, next. Can question. I answer? Can I try? Can I? Can I kind of give oh, yes. a, my answer to that question? Okay, I would my love answer it. to yes, my answer to that question is in every every moment of your life, mystical experiences are happening. We may not be aware of them because we're we're not in alignment. I believe when when we are quiet, when we quiet our minds and we're in alignment with our higher self, things like that happen all the time. And we know that it is, I know uh, on a human consciousness level, it's not, we're not doing it, but we are doing it from a higher consciousness level. And so all those things are, there are no coincidences. Everything happens synchronistically. And sometimes we're aware of the synchronistics synchronicities because we're we're mindful we're being mindful of it and we're we're actually looking for those moments in every moment um in every now moment or sometimes we're just so busy with our lives that we are not paying attention to those things and then when they do happen we're like hmm, we we call we call it mankind calls it a coincidence but there are no coincidences everything 
is designed and happening perfectly in perfect divine timing. I just want to share that. Well, that's uh, an awareness that you have. But as I was um, growing up and these things were happening, um, I didn't have that awareness. And that's Mm -hmm. my whole point to... um, People who say, oh, these things never happened to me or I, uh, I don't believe in those things or, um, you know, this, this is beyond me. Um, y- you already know that. And my experiences led me to evolve into an awareness of exactly what you're expressing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm I am coming at this from the other from the other side. I oh, okay. agree with you now, but I did not until I gave some deep thought to these things and realized how important they were. So mm-hmm. my whole mission, Caroline, is mm-hmm. to encourage everybody, um, not to take these things for granted. As you just said, um, society, uh, uh, in this world, we look at these things as, oh, a coincidence. But you're aware, and you're saying to me, there is no such thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, when you really think about these things and you experience them and look at them, you start to realize that. So these these experiences are pathways into consciousness and awareness. Yes. So true. And so true. That's where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. um, for those who um, have not really um, had these, and there are many who have not had anything like this, um, my mission is to say, really think about it. You really have, but you haven't really given it any thought or you haven't recognized it. Um, Exactly. Another thing, um, the other, after you ask yourself (laughs) what made it happen, um, the next question is, what does it mean? And that's more complicated. And what your mind responds with something like, well, how should I know? And the answer, you find your answer outside your data bank. And the question agitates you because it pushes you beyond your comfort level of thinking. You know, you, you don't have an answer and you say, well, if I can't answer, the question's unimportant. Don't think about it. Forget about it. And that's what many of us do. And mm-hmm. um, some of us, though, are able to bypass our heads and realize that the answer to what made it happen, as you know, Caroline, usually comes through our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um so there is a different, and here's an example of what I'm talking about. And I know you can certainly um, 
identify with this. You're driving and, and you think of a dearly departed loved one and you turn on the radio. And the song that you and that person loved or sang together uh, comes on at that very moment. And you say, oh, what does this mean? And your mind answers, well, I don't know. But your heart says, you know the answer to your question. And if you can acknowledge that knowing, it is highly unlikely that you will ever forget the answer. Sure. And um, and what that is telling you is that your loved one is near. <laughs> uh, is near. Is uh, love is eternal. It doesn't die. You continue to love that person, and that person continues to love you. And um, uh, that leads to the more you think about that and the more you feel it in your heart, the, the, that is a pathway to mm-hmm. evolve spiritually. It helps yeah. you to evolve. Okay, um, so... That's that's why I am um, writing about these and wanting to um, get people to talk about them and share them. And I'm hoping that a day will come where we are all spiritually evolved to the point where a, a term like mystical interludes will be as common as... Um, Bread, (laughs) white bread, where it will be a part of our reality Mm -hmm. rather than an extension or um, outside of what we consider uh, our reality. Um, Correct. So I, I do sense definitely that that's the direction we're moving in. I mean, um, just having this show, this show and having it, um, you know, being able to do this show from my home weekly and speak to people that are awakening, that are evolving spiritually, and then people being able to hear this all over the world, that in itself is showing how much uh, we're moving in that direction because we couldn't do this maybe five years ago or ten years ago. You know, it's just we're, everything's moving so much faster. And, and people are awakening to the truth of who they are to and evolving spiritually uh, to who they are and understanding that they are one with, with God. They're not separate from God. And we, like you said, regardless of what your your religion is, regardless of uh, what your beliefs are, but understanding um, that you are a part of the divine, and you, everything that happens is in in orchestration. You're co-creating with the divine. So that that knowledge and awakening to who we are um, as divine sparks sparks of God. That knowledge is is um, is expanding and 
I think daily people, more and more and more people are waking up to that and evolving spiritually more and more and very quickly. I think it's happening uh, much quicker uh, in this day, you know, in in the times that we're in. And so it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that you followed your heart. Your heart was telling you to put this down in a book, not you know, to to write this book and to share it with the world and to inspire others to do the same, to inspire others to share their experiences, however it comes out for them. If it comes out for them by, you know, if they're inspired to write a book, wonderful. Or if they're inspired to paint a painting or, or, you know, dance, whatever their inspiration is. That's another big part of this show is to ask our listeners to go within, tap into what your heart is is inspiring you to do. Follow your passion, because when you follow your passion, that's when your your those synchronicities just happen day after day after day, moment after moment, because you're following your passion. You're doing what you came here to do when you do that. So that's beautiful that you did that, and and by your book, your book, and other book, the next book, which you're inviting people to share, so you can even um, share more with the world on these uh, mystical interludes, as you say. And it, it's so true, like you said, that you don't have to. We all, I believe, we all have the capability to channel if we want. We all have the capability, and actually, we do. We all do channel in a sense. When you're, when you're writing, and you're inspired to write, that's that's really channeling. Um, and when I'm doing the show, in a sense, it's it's channeling because whenever a person is following their higher self guidance they are channeling the divine so we all do we don't you know quote unquote call it that but we all do and we all have that capability it's just some you know some people um develop it more and have a more um natural ability to do it sometimes because sometimes um people just start channeling and they haven't even they didn't even try it just happens so that's like a natural gift like yeah, right. so, um, but it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, oh, we have a caller with a question. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, would you like to take a question, Emily? Sure. Okay, we have a caller from 559 area code. All right. Hi, caller, 559 Hello. area code. Hi, how are you? How are you? Very good. good. Thank you. Uh, great. Um, I actually just um, got just barely. Um, well, who who is calling? Can you please tell us your name? About how we get inspired to write, and that's coming from Adino. Can I do? Okay, I miss, do uh, sorry, um, I didn't hear you. I'm missing your name. Oh, uh, my name is Evelyn. Can you hear me now? Okay, I'm Evelyn. Now, now I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I said that I called in, you know, just barely, and so I only got to hear bits and pieces of what you said. One thing that resonated with me was that you mentioned that uh, when we are inspired to write, 
uh, it comes from a divine, um, you know, intervention. And I definitely agree with you because sometimes uh, when I'm writing or journaling or just writing my thoughts down, I'm like some of those words I words that I frequently don't use, and I often look back and reflect, and I'm like, gosh, that sure doesn't sound like me. It sounds like someone else. So it makes sense that it's probably not coming from me, you know? Yes, I hear what you're saying. Um, actually, I'm, it isn't, and it isn't, and it isn't in the sense that we are one with the divine. But go ahead, Emily, you, 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 uh, share on that. Uh, I didn't get your name. Oh, it's Evelyn. Evelyn, Evelyn, yes. I have to um, uh, say that I felt the same way as I was writing. I felt exactly the same way. I would look back on something and I would think, where did that come from? <laughs> exactly. So now so, we know where. <laughs> Which is good. I, it's good I have a, yes, it is good to know. And um, uh, keep writing. I hope you're writing about mystical interludes. <laughs> I want to become an Hello. author, and and um, I just don't know what to write on about. I was thinking about writing writing children's stories, and then I just get sidetracked. But I think I just need to, you know, set aside set aside a time, and just let the imagination, you know, take over and just write away. That that sounds good. That sounds like a not to pressure yourself. I mean, if your if your desire is to write, then that's what you should do. And don't even worry about what you write. Just write. <laughs> Meaning, just um, quiet yourself and sit in front of a piece of paper and a pen or a typewriter or a computer, however you like to write, and just let it come out. And like you said, before you know it, you'll have something that you'll be like. Maybe you're amazed at, but that's if that's your passion, then follow it with all your heart. I agree. Well, thank, you, <laughs> thank you. I think I'm going to continue welcome. listening. I'm going to continue listening to both of you. Okay. Well, thank you, Evelyn, for calling, and thank you for your question. Yes. But yeah, because that does inspire others to just follow their passion, whatever that is. Uh, don't yes. don't doubt yourself. If this is what your heart is telling you to do, just do it. Okay. That's All right. right. Well, thank you for calling in. Okay. Well, and I'm thank just you. Put, thank you. I'll just put you on uh, mute for now. Okay. Okay. All righty. So yeah, that that was a good question because so that happens so many times with people. People will talk themselves out of doing what their heart, and their heart never stops. You know, your your inspiration, your passion never stops trying to nudge right. you to do what right. is in your heart. Um, but your mind will say, well, oh, I can't make money doing that, or, uh, you know, I don't have enough resources. Your mind will come up with every reason under the sun not right. to follow your passion. Um, I, okay. I'm not sure if I shared with you, Emily, or if it's in my bio. I can't remember what's in my bio. I wrote my bio two years ago. But um, when I started my my show, it was just an inspiration in the middle of the night. And at that time, 
I knew very little bit, uh, very little about internet radio. I knew there was um, people were starting their own internet radio shows. I didn't know how to go about it. I just like, okay, Spirit told me get up and do it, <laughs> literally. And I was like, okay. Yes. So I oh, I did it. hear you say that. I did hear yes. you say that before. One of the things that I wanted to uh, point say to you and to point mm-hmm. out is that um, you're talking about that we all channel, and Evelyn uh, pretty much affirmed that in what she said yes. when she called mm-hmm. in. Um, now, you know that, and Evelyn knows that, and I've experienced that feeling. But my point is, if you're at a card party or if you're having dinner with friends and you, you say, well, I'm writing and I feel as though I'm channeling um, information and uh, I'm, I feel as though I'm being guided or um, uh, I heard from my um, loved one the other day, this happened to me when, um, I think you will still get a roll of the eyes. Um, uh, I think that people, you will confuse people. And that's where I see the value of what I have to share. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, a lot of your guests Caroline, are people who, like yourself, who are highly spiritually evolved, um, who are very enlightened. Um, I feel that my expanded, my awareness has been marvelously expanded through what I have experienced. And I know that these experiences when you really stop and think about them they are such great teachers Um, and if you open your mind to look at that reality your whole reality changes that's where you are Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. right correct and so um, the people I'm talking to who are listening are ordinary people like myself. Um, uh, I'm a person who has lived life forward, as uh, Kierkegaard says, and um, and I'm understanding it by looking backward. And I've learned a lot from these. They have helped me develop my own spiritual path. Um, I, and I, here's... I, I would like to... Uh, Look at why. Why is it that when you're sitting in a group, um, a social group, and if you were to talk about these things, uh, a lot of people get uncomfortable. Um, they they you know kind of want to change the subject. Um, why do you think that is? Well, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, I first I. I listen to when I'm in a social gathering, I listen to the conversation. And I'll I'll share as much as I can in that environment. So first I'll listen to where they're they're at and where the, you know, 
I, I get the feel of the space and the feel of the vibration, and I always share who I am. I'm always authentic, no matter where I am. Um, but it's some things you you just don't um, you can't share fully because you know it won't be received, um, and they won't hear it. It will fall on deaf ears. So you share who you you always be. I always encourage my listeners to be authentic, be your authentic self, share your authentic truth. But not in all not in all settings is everything gonna be, you know, um, well received. But I was at a uh, what was it uh, Labor Day cookout uh, not long ago and Labor Day, <laughs> and uh, I just. You know, like I said, first I'll, I'll, I'm a very good listener. I'll listen first. And I was. There was a lo- young lady there that we started talking, and as I was talking to her, I was able to share more and more, and she was just taking it in. She was like, you know, so um, it, 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 and it's okay when you can't, you know, share fully in those circumstances. Just, but always be true to yourself. Always be your authentic self. Sometimes we can't share fully in social settings because people that are there may not be ready for it. You know, so that that's the best advice I could say. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more with you uh, about authenticity. Um, mm-hmm. uh, not at all. And um, and I know that you cannot share everything um in all settings uh, with people, and the only way to be is yourself and authentic. I have no argument with that. Um, I think what I'm trying to say, Caroline, is that um, I believe that the experiences that I'm referring to uh, do happen um, in most of our lives, and I think that uh, one of the reasons that you know we didn't talk about them for so long. You're you're probably a lot younger than I am, Caroline. I came up through the 40s and 50s when it was absolutely taboo. I was um, born in 62, <laughs> 62 uh-huh. so 60s and 70s. I was. <laughs> That's right. So uh, when I refer to this, um, you know. Uh, it's it's a I have a different background there, but anyway, mm-hmm. I think that when these things happen to people, sometimes, um, you know, they become fearful because it's something that uh, defies uh, explanation. Uh, it can it can frighten a person into slamming the door and locking it. I don't want that to ever happen again, uh, <laughs> kind of thing. And we right. we have social taboos. You know, yes. it isn't normal. If it isn't normal, uh, it might be crazy. And and if it's not scientifically proven, uh, it's not credible. Well, and the wonderful um, thing, um, my awakening came from science. So science is totally changing. It's not being taught in mainstream science. Mainstream science is still teaching the science when you were in elementary school, but. Science has totally changed. Science, quantum physics is saying all of life is interconnected. And quantum physics, 
really is what opened my mind and my heart and my under gave me the understanding of spirituality that I've been studying for 40 years. It took science, it took quantum physics to really have me understand it. So uh, modern day science is 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 quite different than um, main, and it's still not. Even though it's modern science, it's not being taught in mainstream science classes today. So that's the thing. But um, you were saying, oh, goodness, I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but you were saying, um, just before that, you were saying, um, oh, goodness, uh, I'm sorry. The, one, the, reason, the reasons that, the reasons that um, right, the uh, these things are not, right. they're not shared openly. They're not talked about openly. Um, uh, and I, I, this is what I'm hoping will come about. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I and I agree with you. I'm familiar with quantum physics and um, uh, the way that uh, everything is energy and everything. Uh, you know the difference between the particle and the wave and and energy is both, etc. Um, exactly. But. Um, Yes, I'm familiar with all that, but mm-hmm. uh, everybody isn't, and right. um, uh, and and people have these personal experiences, and um, you know, uh, in a workaday world, um, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to read up on quantum physics or right. um, even think about these things. Well, the and, truth um, of it, though. The truth of it, the taboos that I understand the taboos you're talking about, but those taboos are starting to, day by day, they're not as taboo as they used to be. You know what I'm saying? You, you, know, right. you and I grew up in, in different eras, and each generation, it's, beco- it's becoming less and less taboo with each new generation. Because now you're right more and about more that. people... Yes, more and more people are open to it. So even um, I, th- I shared with you um, before the show started that I actually had a conversation with my son who crossed over, who um, transitioned two and a half years ago. I have him on audio tape from two weeks ago. And it's just amazing. And I shared that. I shared it with everybody I know. You know, whether you believe, I have physical proof. I had a conversation with my son. His voice, you can't make out what he's saying, but you can definitely hear his voice on tape. So I have physical proof of it. So I'm like, I don't, you know, and I, you know, I, I'm at the point in my life where I don't care what people think. I'm going to be me. I'm going to share. I shared that audio with several of my friends. Only one or two gave me like a thumbs up on it, you know. I'm like, okay. Well, I, you know. But, um, yeah, so I I do hear what you're saying. But the the wonderful thing is that the taboos are not, the taboos are breaking down. They're not as taboo as it used to be in every new generation it's less and less taboo to talk about these things. So I think I in ed- agree in, more. I think in any gathering you will find one or two people in a gathering that would be 
very fascinated to share with. So that's why I, 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 I'll walk around the room and listen to conversations. And then I'll, I'll, usually spirit will lead me to a person or lead that person to me where I could have a conversation with. So I could, at the last um, event I was at, a cookout, I ended up having a two-hour conversation with a young lady about all of this. And I, I didn't plan on it happening. It just happened because she naturally was gravitating towards me, and I gravitated towards her. We started talking, and our our conversation evolved into one of this nature. So I think it, it in in today's society, it's actually these conversations are even taking place in the boardroom, in um in the lunchroom on jobs, at work, in a company, these conversations are taking place all over now. They truly are. So that's a, we're living in a, an amazing age. So it is, it's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good, yes. But I love that your book well, is, is inspiring those that might still be afraid to share. So that's I love that. my point. Yes. Yes. I um, I know that um, there is there are many people. Um, I agree with you that times are changing, that the social taboos are evaporating, uh, dissipating, um, um, and a lot of times um, uh, religion uh, can can condition us to a view of the world that. Um, it, it kind of puts it boxes us in, boxes us in, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody doesn't really. Um, I know that everybody doesn't really uh, realize um, that they are a part of uh, the oneness that. Um, uh, we can rise above the stresses of of daily life. Um, uh, everybody has his own perception. Uh, I have a little story about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to share with you. Uh, a yeah. hunter took uh, a new his new hunting dog out on a, on a trial a trial hunt, and he shoots a duck, and the and the duck falls into a lake, and the dog walks across the water. Um, and the dog repeats that several times, and the man is flabbergasted. So the next morning, the man takes um, his neighbor to the lake for a shoot, and uh, the man shoots a duck, and it falls into the water, and the duck walks on the water and retrieves the the, uh, the duck, and they shoot several, and the dog walks on the water several times and finally unable to contain himself the um, the hunter looks at his neighbor and he says did you notice anything strange about that dog and the neighbor thinks for a minute and he says yes I did the son of a gun can't swim So oh, that's cute. That that's my my that's my point. Uh, uh-huh. That there are we have so many different ways of yes. perceiving these things, 
And and my whole point, Caroline, is that through these uh, many experiences, um, they've enriched my life so much. I mean, they've, they've changed my reality to the point where I realize, as you do, that we are not separate. We are all connected as one, and that life is eternal, and, and our reason uh, for being is love. And we don't stop yeah. loving those who leave this human form, and they don't stop loving us. And exactly. it also erased my fear of death because mm-hmm. I've learned that there is no death. There's it's only transition. That's, That's all right. It is. And it made me unafraid of most things because um, I'm even prone to Um, Mm -hmm. risk-taking. They freed me to be content and grateful. Uh, There are so many. uh, We are evolving, and and, um, uh, and I agree with you. Uh, We're able to talk about these things more, but there are so many of us who aren't or... um, have so many stresses uh, of life um, that mm-hmm. can be changed just by recognizing those things right. within them. As mm-hmm. you know, Caroline, it all has to come from within. Yes, that's so true. That's so true. And I, I do understand what you're saying be, uh, about those that have not aw- awakened yet. Um, but I also know that time is an illusion. So they will all awaken eventually. It doesn't matter when. But we'll all awaken to the truth of who we are. Um, it, and, and the time doesn't matter. So those who are not awake now and, and can't understand this and are, you know, kind of going through their own stresses and, and even um, because my definition of pain and suffering is just... Um, Resisting what is. Not lo- I, I like. I love the book by Byron Byron Katie. Love what is, the isness of it. We don't have to label the isness bad or good. It just is, and love it. Like I said, like you said, when you were thank you when you were seven years old, you you were thankful in that moment, and that thankful you never let that go. And the same thing with me. I understand that being thankful in every now moment. Regardless of what's happening in my reality, I'm thankful. And I know that there are a lot of people who are not there, but then I don't have to really be too concerned about them because I know they're not separate from me. I know they are one with God, even if they don't know that they're not separate and they're one with God, even if they are not in their human consciousness aware of it. I know that they will one day awaken to this truth. So it doesn't matter when they awaken all i have for them is love so i just try to show everybody in every now moment whether they're awakened to the truth of who they are are they're waking up are they're completely asleep (laughs) you know totally asleep to who they are it's okay i love you regardless because i know that you are divine spark of god and one day you are because time it doesn't matter what day one day you will awaken to the truth of who you are. So I think that's, that's I understand what you're saying. So what we, those of us who are awake, we can't fret too much about, because this, this reality isn't real anyway. It's just an experience. 
and it's an experience that we're creating, and our higher selves are creating each moment for a reason. So all the challenges that everyone is going through, every challenge is a blessing. Count it all joy. There, the, the challenges are there to help wake you up. So every challenge is a, is a blessing. So um, when I see others that are not awakened yet and they're really struggling, I just send them love and light and know that they will awaken in, in perfect divine timing. I agree with you, Caroline. And uh, I just want to um, leave you with um, my final thoughts on this, and that is that, <clears throat> excuse me, we were talking about coincidence earlier, and mm-hmm. uh, speaking of science as well, Albert Einstein said that um, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. And um, that definition resonates with me, but mm-hmm. not just in reference to coincidence, but also to mystical interludes. Mm -hmm. I believe that um, one of the ways that our creator or the universe or consciousness, source, whatever name you choose, I believe uh, communicates with us and teaches us through many different mystical interludes. And it's my belief that they happen for the purpose of waking us up to the reality Mm -hmm. of oneness and source. And I see a mystical interlude as a brief visit from or to the the realm of uh, divine reality. Um, When one of these things happens, it intrudes upon your lassitude like a benign electrical current and prize mm-hmm. us to awaken. And whether we awaken or not is our own choice to make. Yes. Now, I don't <laughs> preach and I don't, you know, I'm not a teacher of spirituality and I don't run seminars or I don't have any intention of doing so. But my whole purpose for being on your show and for writing my book is to share those valuable experiences for the purpose of encourage. I want to encourage others to do the same. Mm-hmm. And after remaining silent for most of my years, I'm committed to doing my small part to bring the mystical interludes of other ordinary people out of hiding. I believe that if we can share and publicize uh, our experiences and the ways they've enriched our lives, our stories can raise the consciousness of society and eventually the world, and it is going in that direction. And I think yes. that, you know, any help is, is, um, is, is a, it comes from the divine. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you familiar with Anthony DeMello by any chance? No, the name doesn't ring a bell. He is uh, was a Jesuit priest um, mm-hmm. and spiritual teacher. He was from the East, and uh, he might have been Indian. Mm-hmm. But um, he uh, was a Catholic Jesuit, and he 
pretty much uh, evolved into a more global spiritual view of things. And Mm -hmm. um, I think that stories of other people, of these mystical experiences that are so connected um, are communications to us. I think that those stories uh, can have a tremendous impact. These were his words. Uh, Mm -hmm. DeMello said that a coin, a lost coin, is found by means of a candle. The deepest Mm -hmm. truth is found by means of a simple story. Mm. Yes. So true. So true. So true. And I'd say the same thing. I always say I'm not a, a teacher. I just, my purpose for this show is just to inspire. So we you're you're inspiring with your wonderful book and and I'm hoping to inspire with this show. So definitely I know that uh divine is is happy <laughs> when it when truly we, when is. we do this. Yes. The divine is happy Absolutely. when we do this. So let's share again with our listeners how they can find you. Can you share your your website again for our listeners? I certainly will. Uh, those of you who are um, would like to share, uh, please go to uh, my website, uh, mysticalinterludes.com or emilyrodovich.com, and um, uh, so we can have a conversation and um, see the best way for you to share your stories and. Through our collective stories, um, perhaps we can change others and help others to to get on on the path and find the con- kind of contentment and happiness that is available to all of us. Yes, so true, so true. Well, thank you so much, Emily. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much for the book, which is inspiring others to share their story and to also not be, you know, not feel like they can't share it, to to share with the world and to share with you. And and your second book will be out soon. Before you know it, you'll you'll have enough material to share again. I certainly will, Caroline. And I thank Thank you you so much for this opportunity to share, Caroline. It's been very enjoyable. It's my pleasure. My pleasure and my honor. Thank you so much. Well, you have a great weekend. I know we're both in the, you're on the west western side of Pennsylvania, um, eastern Pennsylvania. We're in the same state. But uh, you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank say you. Hi to, mm-hmm. Say hi to Penelope. Penelope. I will yes. do that. <laughs> Bye now. Okay. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night.